0: gorgeous does that funk have you feeling stuck have you questioning your purpose or even yet having you asking if your best years are behind you girl you have zero obligation to stay in that funk this podcast is for women who want to get the funk out of here who want to play bigger ask for more and step out of mediocrity imagine a life filled with lots of energy excitement and filled with funk instead of that funk this is the unfunk your mind Whether you're into Halloween or simply celebrating another Tuesday, I've got an episode that promises to spark your inspiration and drive. It's all about making those incremental changes to get you out of that funk, pad your cash register drawer with valuable deposits, and take notice of your own theft. So let's dive in. I read an interesting article about the first cash register. It came about in the 1870s because saloon owner James Riddy he became suspect of his bartenders taking money from his business. His business was booming, yet he wasn't seeing any profits. And back in the day, there wasn't any equipment like there is today to track revenues and expenses. They relied on manual books being kept, which were not reliable for a number of reasons. Maybe because of just laziness, negligence, dishonesty, or just sheer incompetence and temptation to pocket the money was overwhelming since cash was usually in open boxes and sometimes just kept in the employees' pockets until the end of the work shift. Skipping over some of the details, Mr. Ritty, along with his brother, would later invent the first cash register to try and mitigate this theft. It took three tries to come up with something. Eventually, there was an audit tape. Remember that reel of white paper that we also saw in those big calculators back in the day? Anyway, this tape was locked within the cash register machine. It would require the owner or the accounting person to come unlock it, take out the tape, and they could use it to compare totals with the cash collected at the end of the day. This invention was revolutionary as for its time and is still being upgraded in our present day. Ultimately, the problem Riddy identified was theft and his solution was this cash register. That would keep people honest, so to speak, and account for his profit and losses. Do you ever run an audit tape on yourself to make sure you are keeping yourself honest? To identify your theft? Like the scale calls out your weight and even calls out your body fat. Who invented that, by the way? No, just kidding. Anyway, this audit tape calls out your theft. Wait, you are a thief? You steal? Yep, we all do. Recall the time you would steal quality time from your partner because you needed to stay at work a little longer? Or remember the vacation fund you had to steal from to pay for your kid's sports tournament one weekend? Or what about stealing from your sleep when you drink that last glass of wine? Or stealing from enjoying a hot dinner because you needed to prepare your kid's plate first? You get it, right? You do a lot of useless stuff that ultimately steal from your time, your energy, growth toward your future self, and your dreams. I bet if your energy was a business and you ran an audit tape on it, It would reflect a net loss because you're always stealing from the area you want to be immersed in and giving it away to other things that are not even on your list of priorities. Think about your own personal cash register. And instead of ringing up everyone's purchases, you bring up everything you did in a week, a day, a year. Now, just like in the early times, when the manager or owner would go unlock that secured compartment and collect that audit tape out of the register, Imagine you're opening up your locked compartment and analyzing your own audit tape. How much time each day, each week, each year are you committing to activities that are serving you, that are contributing towards your growth? I have done this little audit on myself. It's great to do when you're in a funk and it's even great when you're not because it brings attention or makes transparent those things that might have otherwise been overlooked. I came up with roughly two hours a day worth of activities that were not going to turn me into the woman that I'm aiming to become. Now, looking at some of the activities daily would perhaps give off the impression that I am productive or I was on top of my chores, my task list. It might look like I had my stuff together. For instance, if you looked at a day, it would show you that I picked up the house. I took the dog for an hour walk, fixed one type of spaghetti for my husband and another type for my kids, and then... There are other things that are not so productive, like watched Housewives for an hour or spoke to a friend and talked about someone else's problems like they were my own. Now, when you review your own audit tape, look at it from the lens of your future self. Are these things helping you or serving you? Will they get you to the aspiration zone towards fulfilling your dreams? Now, my current self and my future self loves rap music. When I reviewed these things that were not serving me, I heard my future self singing the words to Snoop Dogg drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. And if you see me doing a little hip gyration or a little pump of my arm while reading my audit tape, it's a clear signal that I've identified an activity no longer serving me. This song has entered and I'm in agreement with my future self, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. There are some things in my list that may seem productive like I mentioned before, like picking up the house, but doing it every day in my case is not serving me. It's not productive, and it's taking away from time I can use to immerse myself in something that serves me. In this instance, it's a wake-up call. It's calling me out that I need to hold others accountable, too, instead of just doing it and enabling the problem. Everybody in my household is capable of picking up after themselves, except the dog. And walking the dog for an hour can probably be changed to 45 minutes. And there are some things that just can wait, right? I don't need to clean the house every day. I've used the song, let it be, let it be, multiple times to move past those things that are stealing my time, my energy, my mind, my heart. Right now, my floor has dog paw prints in front of the back door. My dog likes to dig, and of course it has to be when the sprinklers are on. And putting that all together equals muddy paw prints on the floor in front of the back door. I used to clean it every day, but I've spaced it where I don't mop it as often. Imagine me looking at it and just singing, Let it be. Let it be. Thank you, Beatles, for this simple phrase that lets me move past the need to sit there and constantly clean it with the mop and steal from the time I can be dedicated to growing into my future self. We can have the purest of motives and the best of intentions, but these type of activities, they can disguise themselves as productive, and they can indeed still be stealing from our time to work within our best self. That makes you the thief. The one stealing from your own cash register. Now take what I shared, and identifying those two hours per day for me, that's 730 hours, which equates to roughly three months of an eight-hour workday, seven days a week, where time was wasted on activities that are not lifting me up, or lifting you up, or making you rise in any way. Can you imagine taking that time and reinvesting it in other activities? If you work for eight hours a day for three months straight, what could you accomplish? You could start that garden. You could prepare for that 10k you always wanted to run. You could get that side hustle up and running. You could use that time to volunteer toward a cause you're passionate about. I mean, the possibilities are endless. I have a friend who loved fly fishing. They worked in a fly fishing store, a fly shop that sold apparel, poles, flies, hats, and all the things fly fishing. And when they ran their own audit tape, they realized that they were not being productive while they were working, waiting for customers to come in. Their times were busy in the morning when tourists were headed out on their fly fishing tours, and then again in the afternoon when they were returning. The store would also have customers drop in randomly to purchase a few flies, but there was significant downtime during their work hours. While what they were doing seemed productive because they were at work and getting paid, Just sitting there waiting for the customers and for time to tick by wasn't serving the person they wanted to become, which was a fly fishing guide. Sitting there idle was indeed stealing from their opportunity to learn and grow. So instead of sitting around, they started studying their creeks, rivers, started to learn flows and which was best for fish, started to learn which flies worked best in which conditions and which environment. While this reinvestment of time didn't pay off right away, It did ultimately pay off when a guide left. This person was able to fill in the vacant position and jump right in. Now they own their own fly fishing business in two states. Now it's true you may not be able to eliminate all your idle time, or perhaps you don't even want to. Maybe watching Housewives is your moment to chill. You want to hold on to that. Makes sense to me. Sometimes you want that mindless activity that requires little to no brain power. Schedule the time. Just like you limit your kid's screen time, limit your veg time, your chill out time. However, it's important that you make the choice how much time you waste. You are being intentional about it. It's your choice to use an hour to do nothing, to chill out, to relax. Because you know that if you take the whole bag of chips to the couch, if you're like me, you're just going to eat the whole bag. Be intentional about what you're choosing to do. Give yourself an allotment of time to veg, chill out, keeps you accountable. It also reaffirms to your future self that you're in charge and that despite needing some veg time, she is still a priority. The allotted time also reduces that temptation to binge watch television or scroll social media or insert whatever your audit tape shows. And it can actually establish more meaningful conversation when you establish a limit on the number or times you text in group chats back and forth with friends. You will likely be more inclined to talk about things that elevate you instead of gossiping about things that won't matter next week or probably won't matter tomorrow because you have limited text you've allotted yourself. That oddity from the cash register is just a great way to call yourself out. Just like it would call out or make more transparent employee theft. It can catch you stealing and ringing in transactions or activities that just don't matter. I used to go over to my grandparents' house every day after school. I used to talk about something every day and my rambling eventually led to my grandpa, man of very few words, from asking me, will it matter in 20 years? Nope. The answer was no. So he would shoo me away to go outside and play, basically to stop talking. But as I grew older, I often even asked myself now, will this matter in five years? Is what you're ringing up and depositing into your cash register, will that matter in five years, in 20 years? When you can answer yes, they keep bringing that into your cash register. And you keep bringing up those type of transactions, you will eventually find that your cash register becomes full, full of all the small transactions and deposits you made. In your journey, you will need to pull from your register. But use those instances to reinvest in another activity that will add another transaction to your audit tape, and now you have multiple deposits coming in eventually your audit tape will be evidence of every one of your deposits. When you keep stealing from it, or heck, even if you're keeping everything the same, even though some things are no longer serving you, your drawer will be empty. My hunch is that when it turns up empty, you will be shocked wondering where it all went to and going back through your audit tape to account for all the products you ring in versus the deposit. But just like the FTX crypto auditor discovered where those funds eventually went to, It doesn't put the deposits back into the drawer. It's your choice to ring up all your transactions and audit your register tape. It's your cash register. It's your life. It's your business. But it's your choices that will or will not bring you closer to the woman you want to become. What's your register tape revealing? Is it filled with activities that are propelling you closer to the woman you aspire to become? Or is it indicating areas that need a change? Your own personal growth is your cue for transformation from funk to fabulous. Remember, the cash register was invented as a solution to a problem. Just like your life, it requires constant upgrading and modifications. It's ever-evolving. Matter of fact, I just went to Whole Foods and you can now pay with your hand. Think of your life as a cash register. Your activities are the transactions and each gets recorded. You're in control, deciding which ones truly matter to your future self. As you hear the cha-ching of every meaningful deposit, watch them multiply and drive you towards the woman you want to become. Let's charge ahead, ladies. Let's go. Hey, ladies, my mom is not a doctor, and she is not a psychologist. She is an expert mom. This podcast is for motivational purposes only. Before you go, Superwoman, I'd love it if you took a little action for me. Like, subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend. And as a thank you, hit up my website, unfunkyourmind.com. That's right, unfunkyourmind.com to grab free journal prompts. Okay, ladies, now is the time to go unfunk your mind. Play bigger and ask for more. Open the door to possibility and cancel playing small. So get up and go.